This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. You're listening to Deadset Podcasting with your host, Josh Liston. This is a show dedicated to podcasting in Australia, New Zealand and Southeast Asia. Follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com. Okay, here we go. Hello fellow humans, Josh here. I'm doing something today that I wouldn't necessarily recommend, and that's recording without a windscreen or a pop filter on my microphone. So I'm kind of doing a semi-portable setup at the moment. MixPre 6, a battery pack for USB-C, a TV remote, which I've actually got the MixPre 6 propped up on. It's laying down, and an MD46 Sennheiser mic. So today I wanted to talk about three things that I've changed my mind about in podcasting over the last eight or nine years. The first one is everyone's voice is different. Now I know that that's true. Everyone has a slight sound of voice that makes them unique, but What I've come to realise with all the talk of microphones and debating mics and how hard they are to try, experimenting, going through mic after mic after mic, searching for 1 or 2% of an improvement, usually finding out there's no improvement, I've come to this conclusion. Most people's voices are mostly the same. When it comes to environment, so I don't mean hot or cold or air conditioning or heating or anything like that. What I mean is acoustics plus noise. So the amount of flutter echo and reverb in a space and also the amount of environmental noise, whether that's people outside or your kids running around or your loud computer or whatever it is that makes noise in your room. Those are pretty similar for the majority of people. There's not a whole lot of podcasting that's going on on the the International Space Station, it's mostly happening for the majority of us, either in a makeshift studio or at home somewhere. Or if you're desperate for a quiet place to record with hardly any reverb, maybe the front or back seat of a car. So environment, acoustics plus noise, is pretty much the same for the majority of independent podcasters. So the next point when it comes to microphones is a good dynamic microphone is probably going to be the best choice for the majority of people. So just pick one. A Heil PR40, an SM7B, the Electrovoice RE20, even the ATR2100 or AT2005, a Q2U. None of them are bad choices. The microphone I'm on today, not my favourite choice on my voice out of all the mics I've owned, but probably the best mic for podcasting overall, in my opinion, because it covers so many different use cases, from the studio to the field to being handheld to being on a stand, the MD46. It's a pretty sibilant mic on my voice, but that gets to the next point. The types of post-production signal chains that people use are mostly going to be the same. Just choose one of the classic signal chain processes that could be like one classic example a noise gate into an equalizer into a peak compressor 
and then a de-esser. And maybe if you want, back into a warmer master bus compressor. That's a pretty standard post-production order that will work for most people. If you're finding that the microphone is mostly good but has a sibilance issue, for example, just tune the de-esser in your software. Or if you're using something like Audacity, where I'm not sure there is a de-esser by default, just experiment with the basic EQ that's in there and find a frequency that's causing that painful sensation in your ears and just notch it down a bit. So where I'm going with that is just choose a microphone and work with that mic to get the most out of it that you can. Because if you buy a good one, I've come to the conclusion, after owning every single mic that's out there, I don't think you can get it wrong if you're prepared to just tweak and fiddle and compensate for maybe the tiny little weakness of that specific microphone. Number two, I will put a pop filter back on this mic, so you won't hear that, but I'm about to do that. It'll be rather noisy. Pop filter is now on. Did you notice any change in sound? Same mic, won't change the EQ, probably a little deader sounding, because the only pop filter I had sitting around, for some reason, was a great big pop filter that I used to put on an MXL condenser mic. So, yeah, that wasn't ideal, (laughs) but we will power forward. Number two is that calendar software isn't just for entrepreneurs trying to sell people calendar software and make affiliate commissions. I used to be so anti-scheduling myself or potential guests via a calendar. To be honest, I'm not sure why I thought that. I must have thought it was dehumanizing or something. I'm not sure in retrospect what I was thinking, but I've come around to the fact that it's convenient and it's easy And given the time zone complications of me being based in Australia and most of the people I've spoken to over the years not being based in Australia, it would have made that whole process of lining up time zones, etc. a lot, a lot easier. So number three, you should pick your guests because they have something interesting to say, not because they traditionally have good or bad sound quality. And I used to find myself thinking that. I'd really like to talk to that person for whatever show that I'm doing, but every time I hear them on a podcast or the radio or YouTube or whatever, they've just got the worst sound. And me being a podcast producer who's very oriented towards trying to get as good a sound as possible, I can't take the risk of bringing someone on that doesn't have great sound. Poor, poor choice, Josh. And anyone out there that's doing that, unless you're a podcast about podcasting, which is an even smaller niche than people in this niche would believe it is, and sad to say, probably less influential than we'd like it to be. Having a guest with unbelievable world-class audio and sound quality, probably not that important compared to whether they have something interesting to add to the show. So if you find that you're discounting a guest because maybe they like to take phone calls and you couldn't possibly have a phone call on your show, Think about what's more important to the person listening to it. Is someone that sounds great that's super boring any more engaging than someone that doesn't sound so fantastic but is funny, smart, an expert, awesome in some way? I think you'll find you've got to go awesome every time. And if they happen to have both, an awesome personality and great sound, well, you're just on an absolute winner there. So at Deadset Pod, 
Twitter and Instagram. I did mention that those were a complete failure, so probably at Joshua C. Listed on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That might be the better way to communicate. Hello at deadsetpodcasting.com to email the show and to support us. Throw a few bucks this way. Help me pay for the cost of keeping the show up and running and all this expensive gear that I keep buying even though I don't need it. Buymeacoffee.com slash deadsetpod. I think it's about $3 per donation. So even if you just want to donate one coffee to the show and that's it for forever and ever and ever, it would be much appreciated. And just a tip about the MD46, it's so directional that you probably shouldn't have it aiming at the shoulder where the mic cable is rubbing against your shirt. So I don't know whether you guys have noticed that, but I can hear it in my headphones. It's been bugging me the whole time, but I thought I'd leave it in just for a little bit of a lesson. When you've got super directional mics, you have to be really mindful of what they're pointed at because it's hyper-focused. Okay, buymeacoffee.com slash pod, and I'll talk to you next week with, I think, the first guest we're ever going to have on the show. That should be pretty sweet. Okay, bye-bye. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.